0: just getting ready how good was worship thank you worship. let's give him a clap come on my goodness does the atmosphere shift praise is a weapon if you don't know that I pray God gives you the revelation praise is a weapon it brings the breakthrough I just feel to share this and I might just share it again. It's so symbolic that we really don't get it. Judah, one of the children of obviously uh, Jacob. Judah means praise. And I know you know this, but get the revelation this morning. Judah has a child and his name is what? Perez. It means breakthrough. Judah has a child whose name is Perez, which means breakthrough. Praise brings breakthrough throughout history. I hope you capture that no matter what you face. And it's one of the hardest things to do sometimes when you're feeling a certain way. And even this morning, I had to push through. I had to push through. I had to put everything under His feet, bring every thought captive, every circumstance in my life, whatever's going on. I say right now, Lord, I'm also putting that under Your feet, under the blood of Jesus, under the cross. No matter what I face, I place it there. You trample on it. Whatever is not of You, trample it. It's under the blood. It cannot come up. It's dead and gone. Dead and gone, just like your sins have been dead and gone once you accept Jesus Christ. Let's grab the revelation of that this morning. We'll be doing a lot of praise in heaven. Do you know that? We're created for worship. The stars sing out to God. If some of you are uncomfortable, oh, we sing for song. We couldn't sing enough. We couldn't sing enough to God. Do you know what happens also too? There's something that happens in the heavenlies when praise that the angelic host starts to operate in and cuts through the enemy's lies and where the enemy sits. There are three heavens and I don't have time to explain that now. But if you understand spiritual principles, praise is a priority in our lives. So bless you, church. So it's been great. Well, I'm just going to get straight into prayer and get into it. So good to see you all here. Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. Great to see you. So Father, we just thank you for this day. You knew this day was coming. You preordained it. We give you thanks for it. We pray that you would bless it. We pray that you take every word that you want me to say right now. Holy Spirit, I ask for your your anointing, your unction, your boldness, your courage to declare that which you want me to say. And I pray right now that you would open up hearts, that they'd be receptive to hear what it is you're saying, not what I'm saying. I pray, Father God, let my words be your words, Lord. Let me carry the word of the Lord for this hour and this season, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Father God, you would truly do something amazing this morning and that people's lives would be transformed. There would be a renewing in our minds that we would see ourselves in a different light as the sons and daughters of God in a world that is partly falling apart. But you've called us to this hour. And I know in every season, in every history of time, you choose because you're looking to see the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. And you're looking to see to those whose hearts are loyal, to you who have your heart and carry your heart. And you use them in a mighty way, out of obscurity, out of simplicity. And oftentimes, never the smartest. And I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that was good. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, indeed. Well, Vision Sunday, and I, you know, Vision Sunday is important, but I wanted to share a little bit of our church. And there's uh, some new people here, some new visitors. We'll be introducing some new people next week as well. And so we just wanted to give you a little bit of our DNA, if I can say that. So I pray that this morning you'd really capture something of what I'm going to convey and something of the DNA of this church at heart. And every church is different. Every church has their mandate, their alignment. And you know, in Corinthians, it talks about different, uh, it talks about parts of the body. And you've heard me often say this, and that's great. And sometimes pastors, what they do, and it's okay to do this. They'll mention that to get every part working in the body, within their own church and house. But if we looked at it a little bit different, if we looked at it per city, if we looked at it per area and nation, can you imagine? See, there's, there might be the church that's more the eye. They're more the voice they see, they declare. And, and there are prophetic churches, if I can say that. Then there are other churches that we can say are the hands and feet. And we think of the Salvation Army and others. They do a great job in that area imagine if we all worked together can you imagine and actually became the body of christ i pray that would happen and that's going to need some serious prayer but here's the interesting part in every era when there's chaos and when there's persecution all of a sudden something starts to shift and i pray we find ourselves in an hour that something starts to shift. So at our core is making disciples. We've got a nice sign there, making disciples. Harder than you think and easier than you think at the same time. But if we keep it simple, we can achieve it. It should be a given. And as I often say, if we're not seeing that, we've missed it. We've missed it we are to occupy until the Lord returns. You know, and some of his last words to the disciples was exactly that. And I particularly like Mark 16 and verse 15. And I'm actually going to read it because this is what we're missing. So, you know, when it's the end of your days, the end of the time, you, you're going to say something so profound and important. If you're on your deathbed and you have your family around you, you want to convey something of your last words to them that they'll truly capture and run with. All these years of experience, all that I've gone through, I'm going to pass on something now some advice to you. And here's Jesus during this time. And he says this, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Wonderful. Easy. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Easy. He who has the son has life. You don't have the son, you don't have life. Simple. That's it. There's no in between. And we need to convey that in a loving way. Not with placards saying where you're going you'd rather have placards saying we love you you're a pre-christian you just don't know it yet maybe that could be a better option and these signs will follow those who believe there's signs that follow signs that follow because you are believers are we really believing do we believe who god says we are it says that these signs will follow and i'm longing to see more of this that's my heart this morning I love the spiritual and I love the practical. They both have to work in synergy. And I pray this church is that. Does the both well. Not one or the other, but both really well, working in synergy. The fruits and the gifts of the Spirit working together in perfect harmony. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. That's right. You can interpret the way you want. But I also see that as a spiritual language that God has given us with that the enemy doesn't get or understand that builds you up. That is my go-to. When I don't know what to pray, that's exactly what I pray until I know what to pray because it edifies. It builds me up. It's praying the direct and perfect will of God. It is so powerful and unfortunately it is neglected by many and some don't even believe it. And here's the lie, the lie that it's from the enemy. You've asked God to give you something and your lack of faith and unbelief tries to convince you that that's from the enemy. What a lie. What a, what a perfect life from the pit of hell, so, don't you, so you don't receive the fullness of what God has. I want to tell you something. We need to preach the whole gospel, the full gospel, not par, not mediocre, all of it. Every part of it is so important. And I pray you capture that this morning. I'm so passionate about everything of the word of God. And you've heard me often say the best advice I could give you is to know the Word of God, to, to read the Word of God, know the author personally, and do exactly what he says. Because the Word and Him are one. You cannot separate Him. It's who He is. I pray you capture it this morning, all these things. I often pray for five things for this house and always have since the beginning that we've planted. And they are this, salvations, healings, miracles, transformation and reproducing of ourselves. We've maybe been a little bit slower but every tree you know has a different timing in bearing fruit. Some trees take a long time and then they shoot up and bear fruit. Others are quicker. We've just been a little bit slower but I believe it's God's time. Time is right now and so I'll share the theme for this year for this house and this church the theme is a time to build and it's found in ecclesiastes 3 and it says there is a time for many things in that chapter but verse 3 says a time to build up that's the season we're in a time to build up you know god's heart is to save That all men would come to the knowledge of the truth. But it also says that men preferred the lie rather than the love of the truth. You know why? So they don't have to justify their lifestyle. So they don't have to come to a place of repentance. They don't get that God changes you from the inside out. Once Once you've tasted of God, taste and see that the Lord is good. You don't want anything else. You don't want no substitute. And I just pray that you and I be part of those uh, light posts, signposts, that are pointing continually people to Jesus. So who is a disciple? Someone who's following Jesus, learning, and being like Jesus. In the Gospel of John, it says how Andrew found Simon. I love that. Andrew finds Simon. Philip found Nathaniel. And so if we can follow that start, if we are looking out and bringing people to Jesus, find someone you can bring to Jesus. Find someone you can bring to Jesus. You know, if it wasn't for uh, really uh, instrumental, was a was a friend of ours called Linda. I don't know if she's here or she's upstairs with the kids now. Where is she? Oh, there you are, Linda. What a blessing you've been, Linda. You going? Yes. Children will be children. Bless you. But our friend Linda first started to point Jesus to us. And I remember when we first went to the Pentecostal church, that was wow. But God had a way years later to bring me to that exact church. A seed was sown. The starting started to take place. The Holy Spirit was at work. I started to read the Word of God because I promised God I'd read it from beginning to end. And it started to bring a shift in my life and I was fighting it. My flesh certainly didn't want it. But my spirit, man, just was yearning. My spirit was yearning for something of the truth. So I value truth like nothing else. Truth to me is paramount. It is so paramount, I I can't explain it to you because it was my starting journey for my salvation because I wanted truth more than anything else. What will you lay, what will you give up for the greatest truth, the greatest treasure on earth who's Jesus. So I pray we would look and find someone. In the context of being a disciple is what? Is identity. That we are sons and daughters of God. We are who he says we are. We just heard part of who we are we're priests we're kings you know if you can't see yourself that way you know and 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 i'll just say this i've been around christianity for a long time and some of you longer and i remember people going oh i'm just a worm come on i'm such a sinner And, and i i get what they're saying but you know what that's not who you are I never read the Bible declaring that when you've come to Christ. When you've come to Christ and you were buried in the waters of baptism and you've been raised up with Christ Jesus, you have the anointed one within you. You are what? Anointed. Come on. You're people of power and authority. And if you don't start thinking that way, you can't live it out. Out of the abundance of the heart one speaks. But as you think, so you are. The minute you start going, I'm a king. Can you, you know, something shifts. I'm a king. Wow. I'm a king. I'm a priest. I'm a child of God, the greatest royalty there is. And I pray that this year this would build up within us our identity of who we are. We are who He says we are, not what you think, not what somebody else tells you. Not any. Sometimes people would come up to me. I'll be honest. When when I was um, younger. And I remember saying certain things and they'd be almost like, who do you think you are? I says, listen, talk to God about it. I know who I am. If you don't get it, you talk to God about it. Let him give you the revelation. I wouldn't really entertain it too much because it's not about what they think. It's about what I know. A thought is just a thought. But when you know there's power, knowledge is power. Okay, wonderful. I'm being very passionate this morning. And the other things are, yeah, we're family. We're family. Got to love one another. Let go of some stuff. Have the heart to hearts. And you know what? Sometimes you've just got to let go because pride will stop many things. Pride's the greatest stumbling block. You'll always fall. It'll always trip you up soon enough it'll come and here's the other thing if you don't deal with the things in your life that god is pressing upon you you're going to reset the test people move from church to church i'm not saying god bless you for those who have come i'm not saying but hear me because I, I, i'm, I'm going to be real with this one if you don't deal with the very thing that you first left with you're going to find yourself dealing with it again You will re-sit the test. You will re-sit it until you pass it. God tests the hearts. There are are tests of faith. It's simple. And you might say, oh, but they and this and that. No, no. Stop. Ask God, what is it, Lord? Am Am I seeing the same pattern again? Am I experiencing the same thing again? Maybe the issue isn't so much there. Maybe it was me. But, okay, you're here now, but let's deal with it. Deal with things, whatever God presses you. And I pray that, and I pray this, that I would always speak the truth in love to you, even to your hurt, but to your benefit. Do you understand that? Like a father loves his children, he disciplines, because he loves them too much to not say nothing, okay? Okay? beautiful i love this, this is so good we're going great this morning <laughs> we're family which is so good the other thing that is, is is so on my heart is that we give a true representation of who god is and i'm not here to, to talk about people and what's happened and you know I even don't like the term fallen from grace because you actually don't fall from grace. Grace is the very thing that picks you back up and lets you run again. So that's more my stance. But we, we need to represent God well. You and I, unfortunately, when I say unfortunately, people, people who don't know Jesus look at us as being godly or almost in the place of God. In their in their thinking, you're a Christian, so you should know and you should be living. And not here to point the finger, by no means. But I just want to want us to grab hold that we can honor God in how we live. It's our lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. Everything's a lifestyle. Do you know if you're always miserable? I'm not just putting it out there. If you're always miserable, really? And I know there are hard, there are hard times. You just can't stay there. I know there's tough times, but you just can't stay there. You're the representation. So what I'm trying to say is this. If you want people to hang around you, be like Jesus. If you want people to hang around you, carry the kingdom of God. And what's the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Those three elements have to be in your life as well as everything else. If, you're, if I'm not seeing that, I actually back off. That's the honest truth. I back off. Just putting it out there, which is wonderful. <laughs> I started to ponder on the scripture. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll grant you the desire of your heart. And I started to think about that. And I was just so reveling in that scripture. Delight yourself when you behold; you become just delight yourself. Who he is? But then there's a shift started to take place within me. I said, "No," even though the scripture's there and it's good. I said, "God, grant me the desire of your heart, because that's far better." Because sometimes I don't even trust myself to a point. God, grant me the desire of your heart. So for this house, I pray that God would grant us the desire of his heart. We'd carry his heart like King David carried. He was what? The man after God's own heart. Even though he blew it so many times. He was God's man. He was God's anointed. He was God's chosen. That's who you and I are. We've got to carry that mandate within us. And we'll unpack a lot more because God is love. I often say the type of church we want to be is like the church of Philadelphia in the book of Revelation. The the church of Philadelphia stood firm in the word of God. They they didn't waver when things were happening. They stood so firm. And in this hour, I want to tell you, there needs to rise up a type of church of Philadelphia, once again. And I love this word. I'm going to read it to you what it means. I often think of this word, and I've shared it. So I'm just sharing my heart. As I was there worshipping God, I just felt like God said, say, preach your heart this morning. So I said, okay, well, here we go. We're on a little journey. And the word that I often get for this house, and even for who we are, even for myself, what I want to carry, And the word is bastion. I don't know if you know that word. It's not often mentioned. You might not even know what it means. But the word bastion. And this is what it means. A projecting part of a fortification built at an angle to the line of a wall so as to allow defensive fire in several directions. We're in an hour where we've got to be a voice. It's like a last stand. But it's also a defensive place but also a place that will shoot out to crush the lies of the enemy, to cut through the lies that's going on at the moment, to give clarity, to be the voice in this hour in what's happening around the world. So that way we carry the word of the Lord. We're carrying what God has. We're carrying his heart. We're carrying his mandate. We're aligned to him. It also means this. An institution, place, or person strongly maintaining particular principles, attitudes, or activities. Don't you love that? It means a stronghold, a defender, a supporter, a guard, a protector. Why am I saying this? Because I value Christianity. I value the church of God, I value the word of God, I value God, I value people and I want to stand for what's right and good and just in this hour and I pray you would journey with me in that and sometimes we mightn't see eye to eye but I pray you capture the heart and the call of God and the will of God above all else. So I truly sense the time to build, build in a discipling culture to reach in and out, building the kingdom of God, building the church, building the family of God as a family. We went too corporate. We lost our way during a certain era in church history around the world. There's got to be a part of corporate, good governments, I get that. But we swung the pendulum so far. Everything went so corporate that we stopped allowing Movement of the Holy Spirit. We stopped allowing the things of God. Everything became a formula. Well, this works. Let's model that. Well, maybe they were called to do that, to reach a certain people. It doesn't mean everyone else was. Stand your ground. Be who God says for you to be or the church you're meant to be. And so oftentimes, I know, I'm trying to word this very graciously and carefully. I'm not interested in anything else but what God says. That's it. Point blank. And you know what? Here's the thing. You walk it by faith. If I miss it, I've missed it by faith. That's all. And God's okay with that. He's good with that because he knows what? The heart. He knows the agenda of the heart. He knows the intent of the heart. He knows me. He formed me. He made me this way. Quirky unusual and that's okay he likes me which is a wonderful thing not many (laughs) people so good and and so what i'm conveying is my heart but i pray you capture this heart too so you walk differently you walk victoriously you walk as kings and priests as children of god knowing your identity knowing who you are knowing the authority knowing the power Knowing you can carry the kingdom of God within you wherever you go and influence this world. But I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. We need to work together on it. Don't sweat the small stuff. Keep the main thing the main thing. Don't get caught up with the little stuff. The stuff that's, you know, like the little foxes that want to spoil things. Keep the main thing the main thing. So we want to grow as a family. We're a family. And that's going to look a little bit different. Still got to, I think we still got to journey that, and that's why we're doing family camps. We'll have a few more things about family. But that's how we want to grow, as a family, as a family of God, to build up. And that will be our focus. But also, you know what? We want to build our finances. Can I say that? We want, we want to build our finances, Lord. Just letting you know, Lord, you know I'd rather be in another building. And I said to Grant, I I want you to grant the desire of your heart, but I'd love another building, Lord, for all the right reasons. All the right reasons. Not about who's got the biggest building. Not about who's got the biggest people. Because quite some time ago, I was asking God about something. The Lord said to me, are you building numbers or are you building people? I went, okay. I'm going to build people. So God's been reminding me of all these things, and that's why this theme, A Time to Build, I'm so excited about and passionate about, that we build one another up, build the kingdom of God, build everything that pertains to life in Christ Jesus. So that discipling culture is one of them. It's going to take time and effort. And I want to give us a challenge this year, to pray prayerfully look for someone just like the early disciples did. You know, humans complicate things. Do you know that? Humans, comp- you, know, you can point yourself, we sometimes do. I'm trying not to. Keep it simple. You know, God made it so simple, and we take something simple and complicate it. I don't know why. Human nature wants to get in the way and think that they can do better than what God's original plan was. And what's happening all over the world at the moment, that's why there's a big shift, a big reset. Back to the original. Reboot. A bit like a shutdown to start up like a computer. Back to the original state. Back to the way it was meant to be. Back to the way the church should have been. There's a reset happening all over the world. Some are on board, some are not. Some are missing it, some aren't. That's just the reality of life. There's a separation going on. And I truly believe to those who are on the journey of being hungry and thirsty for the things of God, being led by the Spirit of God, they're going to start moving that way. So there's going to be a a separation going on. But I can tell you this, God's glory will be revealed in His sons and daughters who are groaning, because the world's groaning, who are groaning and crying out, God, we want what you want, not what I want, not my ways, your ways, not my agenda, your agenda. I remember when we first started the, the church, and the Lord reminded me of this, because I, uh, I remember that movie, Field of Dreams. And when we started the church, I remember hearing, build it, and they'll come. Build it, and they'll come. I said, okay, Lord. And you know what? God's blessed us. With amazing people. Are there seasons for many things? Yes. But God has always provided. God will grace you whatever he calls you for. Because it's God's church, not my church. It's not Claude's church. It's God's church. It's his house. It's founded on the rock. Some of the pillars that we love to hold on to this church, which we'll share about later on, too. I'm giving you a lot of information this morning. That we need to go back to is back to the Holy Spirit. Back to lean into the Holy Spirit. Back to prayer. Back to the Word of God. Back to fellowship. Back to worship in Him. Back to evangelism. We can't just be here. Um, I love worship. I could stay there for a long time. But we're filled up to go out and be poured out. Build up to go out, poured out, come back. Continual cycle, not just on Sundays, and discipleship. Because people do need discipling. They need a right teaching, if I can say that, a right way of doing things, a great understanding. You know, Jesus spent much time teaching, especially his disciples. He hung around with them. He taught them. He journeyed with them. They hung around so much they finally got it. When? When? When the Holy Spirit came. And if we think we can do it without Him, you're nuts, nor do I want to. We'll just labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. I don't want to labor in vain. I'm done <laughs> with doing it any other way than God's way. That's the only way. According to the Word, according to the ways, according to His Spirit. Could I get the uh, the worship team up here just for a little bit? I also see this church as a type of an ark, per se. What do I mean by that? Well, I believe we are an end times church. We're in end times. I, I hold that view. We're in the last days. The scripture clearly says it. But we're in the last days for such a time as this. And just like in the days of Noah so are we all the things were happening not much has shifted you know with human history if you study enough of human history there are cycles and patterns that arise not much has shifted otherwise we'd stop having wars we'd stop all the disagreements we'd stop many things but we haven't learned our lesson the only way we learn is through christ jesus only accepting it can bring the true change within uh, this world And within our lives so a bit like noah you and i are called to build an ark a safe place a place for preservation a place to protect to get people to come into that ark the ark of salvation the ark of hope the ark that guarantees where you're going to heaven if you know jesus So you and I are that church, an ark, and we want it to be a safe place that protects, that loves, that saves. And he saved his family, didn't he? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This church is called living grace. We want to live it out. Live out grace. Be a living grace person. Let grace be be from your lips. Grace seasoned, just like salt is tasty. Let grace come out of your mouth. Let love abound. Don't sweat the small stuff. Keep the main thing, the main thing. We can have just a little bit of music. So it's a time to prepare for preservation, a time to build. And it's going to take everyone. But we've all got to journey together and be, you know, like minded to put our hands together to build with a common goal, a common focus, a common agenda. It's not being robots, it's working together as one. You've heard me often say in in, um, Genesis 11, I'm pretty sure it is, it says that the men of that era just trying to think of the name they built the tower of babel remember but it says this which is fascinating god actually goes look at them they've all come together to work as one and look what they have achieved (laughs) i often think imagine what we could achieve if we actually worked as one god help us only God can do that. It's a miracle. God grant that miracle that we would work as one, that we would be like the people in the upper room of one accord. And the Holy Spirit came in suddenly. The suddenly of God is coming. And just like in the days of Noah, they didn't quite know when the flood came, but it came. But one day the Lord's going to return. And you and I have the opportunity. To go out there and save people and bring them into the ark of salvation. You and I. Salvation is a miracle, but you and I have a part to play. So we're built up so we can build others up. they are going to come a season where people are beginning running to and fro going, how do I know Jesus? We're going to hear it once again. How do I get saved? Just like we read in the book of Acts. And the promise is what? To you and to your family and to all those who are far off to as many as the Lord your God will call. I hope this helps a little bit of conveying some of the heart of this church the DNA of who we're wanting to be and I pray that you would journey with us so we'd align ourselves and whatever scroll has been given to us whatever mandate God has for this house that we would fulfill it in this Season, Could you all stand? I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to sit down. I want to introduce some people to you. I might have got you up a little bit early, but that's okay. <laughs> Father, right now, I just ask, Lord, cut off whatever is not of you let us receive what is of you i pray we'd all capture the hardened dna of who you've called us to be i pray father god that you would so bless us in every area of life that you'd cause growth in every area of life that pertains to christ jesus spirit soul body financially in every area lord i pray father god that even now people would sense a strengthening something of your Holy Spirit permeating them, touching them, guiding them, guarding, strengthening, that would sense your very presence, Lord. I pray we'd fulfill the mandate of this house, of why you've caused it to come into being, why you planted it in the first place, Lord, and why you even called me. But I thank you for it, Lord. I pray we honor you. I pray that we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, pleasing and acceptable unto you, Lord. I pray we may paint the true picture of God, that God is love, and that everything flows from that place, that everything we do is for you, by you, and through you and to you, Lord. And that we'd rally together in this time to build up. Build up every sphere of the kingdom of God. Every sphere that you spoke about, Lord. Every word, every promise, we say yes and amen to. And everybody said, amen. Bless you, church. Can you all be seated? That's great. Thank you. For hearing me this morning. Hmm? Yeah, there. Wow. I wonder if maybe we should do something gently. Oh, it's okay. I'm going to introduce. I want to introduce some people this morning so some of you know who some of these people are and what they do here. Firstly, I want to introduce my wife. Come on, stand up, Norma. My beautiful wife, who I love very dearly, who I couldn't do life without, not just getting brownie points, nor would I want to do life without, to be honest with you, who I couldn't do church with. I wouldn't want to do church without her. She's always supported me in every area. She's a, certainly a blessing to my life. And I pray she, she's a blessing to yours. Norma oversees women. So at the end of the service, when we have coffee and tea, what we'll do is you can get to know her more, get to know some of the leaders more. You want to sit down? It's okay. We have a church council that helps me to govern, to guide, bounce things off. And they are in no particular order. Ross, do you want to stand up? Ross Monteleone, and he's you know, everyone has a partner, so they're, they're one, okay? Pastor Graham, do you want to stand up? I'm trying to look. Ah. Dennis, do you want to stand up? And Pastor Bianca, where are you? I can't see these glasses far. Yep, that's us. <laughs> it's five of us. Five represents grace. Hopefully we're gracious enough. But the church council has a huge responsibility. Also, they'll be overseeing certain groups, which there'll be a, a letter out next week, so you'll know exactly what they oversee and what groups. But we bounce things together. We pray for things. There's concerns, you know. Like anything, the more, you, the more you're in the battle, if I can say that, there is a bit more responsibility and you really have to soldier up and man up. And these guys are amazing. You know, I know we, we all get on, we all carry a DNA, we all love this house, we're all for this house and we work together for that common goal because there has to be unity within us and we have to agree must be an agreement how can two walk together unless they what agree don't give me agree to disagree there's still at the end of the day has to come agreement on something otherwise you can't walk together and this there's agreement and there's power in it so i'm thankful we have trying to look for everyone here we've got kids church michelle i think is upstairs as always What an amazing, amazing woman. What a blessing she is, not only to us, but to your children, to my children, well, to my grandchildren. She's amazing. She loves those kids to bits. Such a heart for them. She goes over and beyond that you don't know of. So love on her. Get to know her. Support her. Encourage her. We have youth starting up this year. Where's Matt? Matty, do you want to stand up? There, come on. There's a need for it. So Matt will be doing youth this year. And he's, uh, you know whose favorite person in the Bible is? King David. Because he too has such a heart for God. He loves God with all his heart. He's been faithful ever since I've known him as a young kid. He's my nephew. We love him. And he's taken this on. And I know he's going to do it with all his heart. So anyone from year 7 to year 12, please see Matt. We've got LG Care. Bit of a new ministry. And where's Pastor George? Come on. What what else did you What else does Pastor George want to take on? And where's Joanna? Ah, Joanna, do you want to stand up? So these guys are going to ha- head up LG Care. So you've got Pastor George, who's going to be doing more within the church and outside. But I call him Farlap. Do you know why? He's got such a big heart, that guy. He's amazing. Farlap George (laughs) he's so good he's already rallying with kids whatever you need he's there I I dragged him into picking something up with me the other day it was so heavy we almost strained ourselves but we got it here (laughs) and Joanna what a wealth of knowledge she has I mean that's her field she, she's so instrumental in the community. I mean, if you ever want to know something about grants, community, where to go, help, whatever's needed, go to Johanna. She's been there. She's done it. She knows it. We're so blessed. So get to know them. If you want to help in those areas, please go up to them at the end of the service when we have coffee and tea. We have worship. Pastor Alex. Do you understand, Pastor Alex and Janina? What an amazing job they've done. I mean, praise God. They've been such a blessing to us. They're sold out for God. Got a heart for God, a heart for worship. And they oversee a big team. And we're so blessed to have them here. They've made so many changes already (laughs) in so many areas. And, and I sense too the, the worship team's at another level. Such another level because of you guys. So we honor you, and I pray the worship team honors you. Get to know them more, and if you want to join, you have talent in their area. Please go see them, which is great. Thanks, guys. Well, Mr. Robbie Day, do you want to stand? What, what, a, what a mighty man. I tell you, he's the right man for the job. He looks after men's. He's a great man of God. He loves God. He's got a heart for men, a heart for helping out young dads, young men in their lives, married men. He just rallies around them, spends a lot of time. You don't often see, but he makes time out He's also great at conflict resolution, just, just on, on the low-low. On the <laughs> Very good in that area. And he needs help too, but he's doing such a great job. He's been doing it for a while now. And I know, uh, I think it was Margaret. Yeah, Margaret over there. It's okay, we can linger a little bit. Margaret goes, you know what I've noticed in this church, Claude? There's a lot of men doing a lot of stuff. The men seem okay in this place. I said, yes, it's partly because of Rob too. Bless you, Rob. Thanks, mate. What do we have? Have I missed? I hope I don't miss. There's some that I'll mention uh, next week. Prayer. And oh, there you are, Andrew. Andrew. What a mighty man of God to sold out carries the heart of God wants more of God wants to see more of God he loves prayer and you know we want to see prayer increase in this house my house should be called what a house of prayer and I pray that you come see him come rally with him if there's any prayer requests send them through we'll be up there praying on Tuesday nights praying for all those we're very blessed and like anything. We want to see others rally around so get to know Andrew join with him in prayer where two or three are gathered I'm in I'm there in the midst home group leaders where are they ah Dennis okay Dennis Pastor Graham I I also oversee one Tori right Chris and Lauren Lauren's here Not oh, there Chris and Lauren do you want to stand up I've spoken about these men but please go see them get to know them you know Chris and Lauren what a blessing you've been what a blessing you've been to Norma and I do you know whenever anything needs doing Chris just gets on with it he just goes for it he does it helps with the lights helps with anything he's Mr. Handyman is there anything you can't do Chris is there anything you can't do Lauren everyone helps but please they're doing an amazing job future pastors wow it's a big call amazing get to know them. Tori Millie well a little bit biased but obviously my son and daughter-in-law who we love an amazing couple that God's going to use mightily Tori you're a power preacher you need to get that boldness once again and go for it he's the evangelist who carries oh mate I'm speaking future God's going to do amazing things for you guys thank you Lord thank you Lord Where's Greggy? I do want to honor Greg. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Greg. Give him a clap. You know, Greg, I love you. I'm going to say something about Greg. And I know there's many things I can say about many people. But ever since I've known Greg... This man is a faithful man. He's a prayer. He's a quiet achiever. He goes about doing anything you ask him. It's never too much work, never too much effort. And in all the years, you know, I look up to you, Greg. I mean it. I honor you. Because you know why? It's sometimes the quiet ones... I know more about him than some of you. This man is faithful. You know, sometimes it's just to give honor where honor's due. And Greg, I want to honor you because sometimes people don't see your worth. But I love you. Sometimes people think it's got to be the loud and all that other stuff. But God sees in secret and he opensly reward you. And maybe even now, it's just a time that you're getting honored. So thanks, Greg. Look, there, there's more, but yeah, we'll say it next week. I'm going to introduce some things next week. Would you all stand this morning? Maybe we'll just sing one song, then we'll have some coffee and tea and get to know these people. Get to know them. Talk with them. See where they need help and support. Introduce yourself to him if you're new. Thanks, Janina.